Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. I love you in the name of Jesus Christ. Happy Sunday because every day is Sunday. This is Pastor Stacy Sarton from New Jerusalem Baptist Church in Detroit. Again, the author of Happy Sunday because every day is Sunday, the daily devotional that shows you just how good God is in Christ Jesus. And it shows us that every day is Sunday. Every day is the Lord's day, a day to worship the Lord, praise the Lord and trust the Lord. So I'm glad you're joining us today. Um, we've got some good things to talk about, actually seeing the light um, because we always talk about how do you see the light, right? We always ask, you know, and tell people, uh, how do you see the light? Or have you seen the light? Or, or you should see the light. But how do you actually see the light? And you know what we're about here? Breaking it down. So let's go to 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 8 through 18. And we're going to read the King James Version because I like talking like those old Europeans, right? Uh, but, you know, just to start this off, Jesus is the light of the world. And there's help in that light, but some can't see it. So let's find out why and how to open their eyes. And if our eyes are closed, then let's find out how to see that light. If you look at that second book of Kings, which talks about the kings of Israel, he had some good ones, he had some bad ones. Um, but Jesus came through them all. And uh, in this particular story, this particular episode, the king of Syria is warring against Israel. And so he's been asking his servants, saying, you know, in such and such a place, saying to his servants, in such and such a place, this is going to be my camp. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. And the king of Israel sent to the place where the man of God told him and warned them of and saved himself there, not once nor twice. Therefore the, king, the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, Will you not show me which one of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king. But Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. And he said, Go and spy where he is, that I may fetch him, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, Behold, saying, Behold, he's in Dothan. And therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host. And they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, a host accomplished about the city, both with horses and chariots. And the servant said to him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they be with us. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Amen and glory. Uh, in our English, what's happening in that story is that here's the nation of Israel. They've got a great nation of Syria above them, or to the side of them. And Syria is always warring. They're always raiding other nations, especially the nation of Israel. And they'll come in and they'll attack a city and they'll take people and things and whatever they want to take. And so the king of Syria is saying he's going to, you know, cut the head off. Right. And so he'll just take the king of uh, Israel. So he's been trying to capture him. But every time he tries to capture him, the king knows that he's waiting in ambush for him. So he's thinking it has to be one of his people. And his people say, no, they've got this great guy over there who talks directly to the Lord. And the Lord is telling him what you're saying, even in your most private place. And so then he says, okay, well, go get this guy so that he can stop telling the king. And um, they go to get the guy and they circle the whole city with chariots and horses. And at this time, chariots and horses are like tanks today, right? 
And it's like tanks surrounding a small third world village or something, right? Because they don't have those types of weapons. So they see all these chariots and, and, and men and horses and, and they're just like, oh no. And so the, uh, the servant of Elisha is like, oh no, what are we going to do? He's panicking. And Elisha doesn't panic. Elisha is telling them, hey, don't be afraid. There, we've got more going for us than against us. Don't worry. And then he prays to God because he sees that you know everything is okay in his heart. But he prays to God that God opened the eyes, open the heart, the mind, the understanding of the young man so that he can see what Elijah sees. And God does just that. And so then the man sees the help that they have. He sees it in the form of more chariots, but chariots on their side, chariots of fire. And so greater, stronger chariots and more of them are, were surrounding them than, than were coming against them. And so, you know, he understood there. And so he saw the light. How did Elijah see Elisha see the light and his servant didn't see the light? Well, Elisha was a prophet. And in the Old Testament, they didn't have the Holy Spirit like we do. Today, we believe, and once we believe, believe in Christ Jesus, and once we believe in Christ Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes upon us. And the Holy Spirit gives us all the gifts of uh, uh, that a prophet had in the, in the old day. We can be used by God. We can understand what God is saying. And, and we're used by God to, to explain and give his word to others. And uh, we have the entire book of prophecy, which is the Bible, and that's complete. And so we have complete prophecy for our age and for, again, uh, bringing Jesus Christ to the world. So they didn't have that. And so what God would do is he would send the Holy Spirit to rest upon certain individuals so that you know, they would know at least what he was thinking, you know, the general population would. And so he would come to people, <laughs> excuse me, and they would be called prophets. And these prophets would speak for God and do miracles and all the such. And, the other, and they could see and do things that others couldn't because of the Holy Spirit. So the servant couldn't see these things because he didn't have the Holy Spirit. Elisha did. So Elisha asked the Lord to let the Holy Spirit rest on them. And so we can start there with people seeing the light. We can ask God if we see the light. We can ask God to tell to, 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 to show others the light. To let them see the same thing we see. Let them see how good he is. Let them see how he'll never leave nor forsake them. Let them see how he'll be right there when, when they call him. Let them see that he's always on time. We can ask God to say, look how good you've been to me. God, can you be that good to them? You know, Jesus came to shed light on us because we didn't have the Holy Spirit again in the Old Testament. And you had all these rules and you had these prophets and, and it was the law and the prophets, the law and the prophets. And everyone was trying to obey the law and the prophets and they found that they couldn't. They, it, it was obvious that they needed a savior. And so Jesus came and he comes in the New Testament to fulfill the law and the prophets. Uh, when John and, and, and Peter and James, uh, when Jesus was nearing uh, his death on the cross, they went up on a mountain. Jesus took them up on a mountain with them. And when they went on the mountain, they saw uh, Elijah and uh, Moses. And Elijah was uh, one of the, well, he's the first prophet of Israel, the first great prophet. And Moses represented the law, right? He was the lawgiver. And so those two met with Jesus. And so these three disciples see Jesus meeting with the, the, the lawgiver and the greatest prophet. And all of a sudden, Jesus turns bright white. And, 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 and Peter says, you know, hey, maybe we should build a tabernacle, thinking that if he builds a tabernacle, you know, for the three of them, then Moses would stay and Elijah would stay and Jesus would stay. And they'd have these great prophets and, and, and great 
you know, lawgiver and, and Jesus on this mountain and, and the kingdom would come. And, and, and a voice from heaven said, you know, this is my beloved son in whom I will please listen to him. And, you know, they bowed down and they were afraid. And, and when they looked up, nobody was there but Jesus. And what that meant is that God was saying, hey, you know, you're not going to make any tabernacles here. There's no tabernacle needed. You needed a tabernacle when I was walking with you when you were in the desert because I, 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 I stayed with you and I walked with you in that tabernacle. But Moses and Elijah, they're not going to stay with you. And Jesus, he's about to give his life. So God wasn't going to allow them to build a tabernacle. And what he was trying to get across to them is that Jesus fulfills the law and the prophets. And so they no longer look to those things. They look to Jesus. And he turned bright white because he became the light. He transformed into 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 that full prophecy of, of the Old Testament and who and what he is. And so we follow Jesus and instead of the rules and, and, and traditions and, and what somebody else has to say. We follow Jesus and he gives us the spirit and the power to do that and the power to see him as he is, as the lawgiver and as the great prophet and as our, our high priest who, who can forgive our sins. So that's the way we can get others to see the light, to look to Jesus and not try to get them to look to being a better person and look to not doing breaking one of these 10 commandments or, or or tell them what God has told us that they should be doing. We can tell them to look to Jesus and all of those things they'll receive through Jesus Christ. They'll receive the light in that relationship with him. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, once they receive the Holy Spirit, that's how you receive the light. So we have to get others to believe in Jesus. Light is God, God is light, right? And 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 so that means Jesus, he, he's light, he's the light of the world, he, and that light was the life of men. And so let's look at light. Light comes through space, right? From the sun for us, it comes from the sun through space. Space is emptiness and darkness and nothing, and there is any oxygen there. So light just goes right through space in these waves, these up and down waves going right through space and not spreading or anything because there's nothing to spread it. There's no reason for it to go in any other direction but the direction which it was sent. So light goes through the darkness. But once it hits the, the our planet, then all of a sudden something incredible happens. We see the sky turn blue. We see a blue sky. Actually, it's a bunch of colors, but we can't see all of those colors. What we see is blue because blue is the color that matches the frequency best that our eye can pick up. And this also matches the frequency best that the atmosphere, the air surrounding our planet, can spread and diffuse this blue 10 times more than it can the next uh, highest color. And so we see blue instead of all these other colors, right, of uh, the rainbow, uh, uh, the reds and the, and the purples and all of that. We can't see those because some are going too fast or, or too slow and, and they aren't being scattered or diffused by the atmosphere as much. So like if you were on the moon, the moon doesn't have a blue sky. Why? Because there's no atmosphere. If you were on the moon, you can look straight up and you can see the sun and it'll be dark all around the sun. The sun will just look like another giant star. Uh, because there's no light being spread around. There was no blue sky. There won't be white light all around you. You look at the astronaut and the paintings on the moon, they look black and white, right? Because it's there's no light. There's no color being diffused there. It's, it's, it's just light is just striking what it strikes and it's going straight. And the reason I'm going through all of that is because in our lives, when we're looking at people and we say, how come they don't see the light? 
There's a reason for all that. The reason they don't see the light is because they're not of God. They don't have the Holy Spirit. And since they don't believe in Christ Jesus and haven't received the Holy Spirit, then when they're preached the word of God, when they're preached Christ Jesus, it doesn't scatter. It doesn't spread light in their minds and in their hearts. They remain dark. Their thoughts remain dark. And whatever they had in them, it's, 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 which is nothing, stays there. And that word of God goes right through them. So that's why they can't see the light. We can't expect people to do right, to, to obey God, to, 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 to obey the Ten Commandments when they don't have it in them to see that type of light. What we do is we tell people to come to Jesus as they are, regardless of what sin they're committing, what, what they've done, how they look, all these things about them. We put that to the side and we say, believe on the Lord Jesus. And when they believe in the Lord Jesus, they receive the Holy Spirit. They receive power. And then when they receive power, it's a power for them to change because they see the light now and they can see what changes are necessary. They can see how to make those changes. They can see the difference between what they've been doing and what they can do in Christ Jesus. Other than that, then these particles, these lights, that light will go right through them. So again, what do we do? We walk in the spirit and we let our lights shine. We show folks that, hey, you know what? The love of God is on us and is in us and we scatter it. And so we let the, the love that comes down through us, we scatter it just like the light that scatters in our atmosphere. It scatters once it hits us. And how does it scatter? It scatters in our works. It scatters in our love. It scatters in our forgiveness. It scatters in our patience. It scatters in all these directions to others. The Lord God Almighty answered and told Peter, when Peter told him, you're the son of God, he said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my father, which is in heaven. He was saying, you're blessed because you have the Holy Spirit. How do I know you have this Holy Spirit? Because you just said that I'm the son of God and you couldn't have said that without having the Holy Spirit, because the only the Holy Spirit could have shed that light on you. Only the Holy Spirit could have allowed you to see my light. Only the Holy Spirit would have diffused my light and scattered it in your mind and in your heart and you and make you able to see me for who I am. Because John 1 and 5 shows, it says, and the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. John, uh, what John is saying is that the light of God, which is Jesus Christ, he shined into this world and the world didn't understand it. The world tried to stop it, but the world couldn't. And space, space doesn't understand light. Space tries to stop it, but space is nothing. That darkness is nothing compared to light. So light goes right through it. It doesn't spread in it, but it goes right through it on its way to its destination. And what happened when Jesus came? Jesus came to the Jews and the Jews denied him. The Jews said, you're not the son of, of God. The, the Pharisees said that he was of the devil. They, they, they had the Romans crucify him. And what did he do? He went right through those Jews and he went straight to the Gentiles. And what did he do? He spread and he scattered to all. And he'll circle back just like light does. That sun keeps circling round and round. It'll hit every spot. This world will turn and turn and wobble and wobble. So that sun hits every angle and every direction and everything sees the light. And that's what God will do. He'll circle back to his chosen people. But he came through them because they were in darkness when he was shining his light and they comprehended it not. They couldn't understand it and they couldn't stop it. And so he came to us and that's why you and I have him. He came to his own and his own received him not, is what John says in 1-1 specifically. 
See, the truth of Jesus can move through some without illuminating their lives the same way light, again, moves through space and the space around it remains dark unless there's atmosphere to diffuse and spread it. So don't let the unbelief of others shake your faith. Be like Elisha. He saw and knew that there was an army on his side around him, and he had no doubts about it because he could see it. He could see the light with his own eyes. And then with us, we should be doing the same thing, no matter what our servants tell us. And who are our servants, our primary servants? Our emotions, they're supposed to serve us. Our thoughts, they're supposed to serve us. Our attitudes, they're supposed to serve us. But sometimes they run to us and, and have us fear. They run to us and have us worry. They, they want run to us and have us question, is God with us? When we know in our hearts and our minds that Jesus is with us, we've seen the light. We've seen what Jesus can do. So how can and why would we ever let a servant tell us otherwise? We should be just like Elisha and command, command our servants to understand. Ask God to, to put our servants under control. Ask God to take away this fear. Take away this worry. Take away this doubt. Help my unbelief. Because my, my own servants are, are doubting you, Lord. So show them that the, the army of the Lord is with us. Your strength, the, the, the shield of faith that I have, the, the, the sword of salvation with my feet shod in truth. Show these feelings that I have, Lord, that you are Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Don't let others shake your faith, even if that other happens to be you. God can flip things around. God can change things. God can make things different. God, did you know that? Drains swirl in different directions in the northern and southern hemispheres. Drains. If I was to flush the toilet here in the northern hemisphere, uh, the drain would go clockwise, right? It would go from left to right. Now, if I went to China, uh, other side of the world, I mean, uh, by, uh, yeah, bottom of the world, here, the bottom of the world. Let me go all the way down to Australia. Now, let me go down all the way down to Australia, the South Pole, and I flush the toilet there. Then the toilet is going to swirl from right to left. What's happening with a swirl when you see swirls happening is when a drain is coming down, just because of the Earth's rotation, the top water, the top of the water, the surface of the water is going to drag a little slower than the bottom. And so that's what you see happening as a swirl. And so it goes right to left on one side of the Earth on the top and left to right on the bottom because Again, it's different directions. Imagine shaking a glass and, and on the top, it's turning you know, right to left. But if you look at the bottom, like in a mirror, it would be going in the opposite direction. And so one side of the world turns one way, the other side turns the other way when things are going down the drain. I'm saying this to illustrate that things revolve in different ways around different things in the lives of others. And so sometimes God will come in and he can and will flip lives upside down and have them turn different ways. You can think that somebody will never turn around, will never turn right, will never uh, uh, turn from their wicked ways. But God can come in and he can flip their whole world upside down. God can put them in another position, in another place in life, in another mind frame. He can have them in a whole nother space in life. And then that space could be so opposite of who and what they used to be that they do things the opposite of how they used to be. So we can never doubt what God can do because God has created this world and there are things in this world we don't know and we don't understand. And God has power to make these things do things that we won't understand until we face him face to face. And that's when we'll know all and see all and he'll tell us all and share all. But until then, we trust God and we bless people. Just like Jesus, everything came and became, became, hey, he said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. 
hear him. Before, he had been saying, listen to my prophets, listen to this law. But now that Jesus is here, everything has flipped around. You're in a new space. You're in a new position. You're in a winning position. And things are different. So turn right. And then turn in this new direction I'm telling you to take. And that's what God is saying to you today. God is saying, hey, I'm going to put you in a new position. If you trust me, if you believe in me, I'll put you in a position where things will start turning in the other direction. Things will start turning around for you. Things will start going ways you didn't expect them to go. You just have to let me move you. And I'll move you with the spirit that I'll put in you. God flipped things around in Christ. He consolidated the entire law and all the prophets into the living word. Obedience to signs and what others said was replaced by having the word in our hearts and God speaking directly to us. Just as reading instructions on the dashboard and relieve, uh, uh, relaying directions to my father in the car the other day uh, was no longer necessary. Why? Because he was in the driver's seat. And in these new cars, you can see the directions from MapQuest or, or your GPS right on the windshield. They, they, they reflect up there. You can't see them anywhere else. And so I'm giving directions to my father, not knowing this. And he's turning before I give him the directions. And he's doing the things before I tell him. And I finally say, hey, how are you doing that? Do you already know where I'm going? And he says, no, I'm in the driver's seat. And I can see the directions right here because I'm in the position to see them. You can't see them because you're in a passenger seat. and You can't see them from over there. If you were over here, you could see these directions and I have them. And to me, that said, hey, Jesus, Christ is the driver's seat. And when we're sitting in Jesus Christ, when we're resting in Jesus Christ, we're in the driver's seat and we can see where we need to go. We can make the right turns and we can stay on the right path because the Lord will have it right before us. His, his, his word will be a lamp unto our feet and a, and a light unto our path. And that's what Jesus Christ is. So I invite you today to get into the driver's seat because that's where you can see the light. And the driver's seat is Jesus Christ. And when you're in that driver's seat, Make sure you have already gone to the, the, the post office and picked up your book, uh, Happy Sunday, because every day is Sunday. I'll mail it to you if you uh, go to my website, www.pastorstacysarton.com. I want you to get that book, Happy Sunday, because every day is Sunday, because it'll remind you and it'll help you see the light every single day. It'll remind you that greater is he that is in you than that is in the world. It'll remind you that, that greater is, is, is he that's for you than those that are against you. So go get Happy Sunday because every day is Sunday. It's available on Amazon too. I love you in the name of Jesus. I'm glad you joined me for today's podcast. Happy Sunday. Today is uh, the day before Resurrection Sunday. I'm preaching tomorrow. If you are hitting this podcast before I preach, go out and check out Facebook Live, New Jerusalem Baptist Church, Detroit. Facebook Live, 11.45. We're going in because God is good. I'll see you next week. Happy Sunday. God bless you. God keep you. I love you.